thank you for joining my first kind of video podcast. Um, You're welcome. <laughs> the reason why um, I started this is because I'm very passionate about stories um, about mm-hmm. people rather than business. And I don't think that the story of people and what they've gone through gets shared enough. It's particularly in the video kind of or podcast type mm-hmm. thing. Um, so, so Lorna, the reason why I thought it'd be great to have you on as my first conversation um, was that, um, you know, we've known each other for a number of years, um, but one of the things that's happened in recent months, you wrote some articles off the back of the Black Lives Matter movement. Mm-hmm. It'd be great to understand more about what drove you to that and why you started writing those articles, really, because it's such a hot topic right now. Organisations are going crazy over diversity and inclusion. But what drove Lorna to, to write those Okay, so I think there was a number of things. You you just said that you know diversity inclusion has been a is a hot topic now. Mm. It's been around for a long time. I I started life in one of the top four big banks, and equality and diversity was a compliance e-learning course that one did every year. And somewhere in my attic, I still have the equality and diversity A5 leaflet that we were all given and told (laughs) to read and digest. Exactly. But I never remembered a thing of it about it. I I don't recall anything from the e-learning other than, you know, and I also remember very early in my days with this bank that they were trying to find out the diversity of his employees and I remember my line manager calling me into his office one day and said Lorna so what are you are you black are you black African are you black Caribbean what are you (laughs) yeah tick a box yeah 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 and but there was no context around it you know so this was obviously a conversation that was had with management and it was kind of like well you just go and find out Mm. the ethnic origins of your employees and I didn't want to give him the answer yeah. Now, I can understand that there was an importance around it, yeah. but I didn't know what they were, why he was asking me and I didn't know what they were going to do with that information. Mm. But when the, the whole um, incidents have been happening in America, yeah. it made me reflect. It made me reflect on a number of levels. Number mm. one is I have pretty much kept my ethnicity to myself. Mm-hmm. So I don't really talk about my ethnicity with people outside my own close circle of family and friends yeah yeah why I don't know I don't know if it's a trust issue or Mm. whether people are genuinely interested it's not like I wouldn't want to but I Mm -hmm. I I I don't Mm. Mm. the only time I've really talked about it sorry I'm probably kind of contradict what I've just said though is in a previous organization they wanted to do an employer branding exercise and they decided they wanted everybody to embrace diversity and so I was tasked with ensuring everybody went through diversity training okay and I remembered this training that I did back in the day (laughs) with this this bank and I went that's not going to work it's not and like most compliance things and diversity is an element of compliance Mm -hmm. um it's about behavior yeah and and unless we understand behavior yeah nothing is ever going to change no you know so we I worked with I managed to find a really great trainer who was on the same uh, mindset as me Mm. and we this is how I ended up doing virtual classrooms it was the first time I delivered virtual classroom training and it was equality and diversity behavioral training okay yeah and I know everybody says what they do was fantastic and it was it went really really well but we even we were surprised at how much of an impact it had so I was based in the UK, but we had operations in Southeast Asia, Africa and the US. Yeah. And so for our UK employees, we did it face to face. But for our staff overseas, 
I was not going to make them have e-learning. So mm. we use virtual classrooms to deliver the exact same training we did face to face yeah. to these guys. And yeah. we were quite innovative and creative in how we did that. Yeah. And it was so successful. And coming back to the article, yeah. Yeah. when I wrote my first article, I was amazed at how many people from my previous organization fed back and commented and they said Lorna I remember that training oh, wow. I remember you telling me about this yeah, I remember yeah, yeah. blah 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 so something that we did nearly 10 years ago still resonated yeah. with people so to me that tells me an awful lot mm. but a lot of that was about telling stories so I know this is what something that you're mm. very passionate about mm. the reason it resonated is because people started to tell their stories and they mm -hmm. started to tell stories that people had never heard of mm. and probably stories that people had really you know buried and, yeah. and forgotten about the significance yeah. of them yeah. until we kind of started to unpick it within the training 100%. so when yeah. the, the issues in america happened it kind of brought me back to that and it yeah. made me think people don't really know how i feel no. you know and there's almost this, there's a, a an embarrassing silence at work they know that this is all happening <laughs> but nobody's prepared to say anything about it they know that you're black yeah. but they don't really want to say anything yeah, for fear of upsetting yeah. Yeah. Or for fear yeah. of not of saying the wrong thing or for, for oh. a number of different fear levels. Of course, of course. So so I thought, well, I'm going to share my story then. Mm. And I'm just going to write about how I have grown up in this country mm. as a black person currently working in a well-established one of the top 10 brands in the world yep. um i'm doing a responsible job and i think i'm well regarded within mm -hmm. the organization within which i work and within my learning profession but i don't think people really know much about me and i don't really share much about me i keep work is work and home is home type yeah of yeah you kind of have that veneer of this is me the professional coming into work to, to do yeah. a job but then you're right when when it all happened you want to you want to talk, you want to share, but then people aren't necessarily sure about how to approach you. So, so I can appreciate it's quite a sensitive topic for, for you, but also, you know, for those who perhaps want to talk to you about it as well. Yeah. So that's when I, it's funny, through COVID, mm. I started walking and the idea emerged when I went for one of my walks. So I came back and I remember just sitting down, just bashing it all out. Yeah. <laughs> and the first article was quite easy for me to yeah. write because it was... <laughs> Well, obviously it was about me, yeah, but yeah. it was about my childhood. Yeah. And Love the pictures, by the way. Love it. There's, Love there's it. not many pictures of me, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, you know, so I found those pictures and I thought, let me just tell this story mm. um, about, and I think also my parents are a big factor in mm. all of this because neither of them are alive now. Mm. And I don't know what they would make of what was going on today mm. but you know they if i i i don't think i've had it nearly as hard as they did when they came to this country and in some mm. respects i suppose i wrote it for them that you know they their, their children are okay yeah. and they did a great job yeah. of bringing us up yeah we had some challenges but yeah. you know through having a warm and loving family and a lot of people don't think black families are warm and loving <laughs> they have but you know they, yeah. they if you watch you know drama on television yeah, they depict it's... black families as being always in conflict or aggressive yeah, or any one of those or, yeah and yeah. all of those kind of stereotypes whereas yeah. you know my childhood was nothing like that no. and you know my my mum 
gave me skills that I have today that have held me in good stead. You know, mm-hmm. I was I learned to cook from the age of nine or ten. You know, by the time I went to secondary school, I knew how to cook. Yeah. You know, I I I my mum taught me living skills, not just academic skills. And you know, I just kind of think there is this perception that some people have of black people and a fear people have of black people because they don't know us and they don't know what we have gone through yeah so where do you feel that that kind of comes from where do you feel that fear comes from is that through lack of understanding or is that through a cultural kind of blindness that they may have what's your thoughts i think i don't know it's really weird one of the things Mm. that i get asked a comment that i i i've had made to me is lorna i don't think of you as black Mm, <laughs> and I can't triggered. and I've often I've often yeah. wondered where has that come from mm. and I think to a degree some of that is I work in a very corporate environment yeah. and I'm you know I work corporately as everybody else does but then yeah. it's kind of then this I don't see your color you know mm. I don't see you yeah. know yeah. and there's, there's this whole cultural dimension is not really discussed you talk about a corporate culture but you don't talk about the culture of the people and the richness that that brings to the table Mm. and you know you do things and I think in different ways because of how I was raised that's no Mm. different to white people white people think in ways because of how they were raised Mm. and I think people don't understand as a Mm. result of that uh, Mm. sometimes Mm. you know especially things I know this sounds really really weird but you know Mm. most financial services in particular Maybe I shouldn't have said that, but don't worry, no one's listening. Think about that. It's very much a drinking culture. Yeah. Okay. You know, it's very much about you do business over a glass of whatever Mm -hmm. and etc. And I wasn't raised like that. Mm. You know, it's not to mm. say that my dad didn't enjoy the old glass of rum. Trust yeah, me, he yeah, did. Yeah. <laughs> especially, <laughs> at, yeah. especially at Christmas time. Oh yeah, my yeah, dad. But it, yeah. but it, that wasn't that kind of way of working is yeah. is not something that I you know I've, and I still struggle with it a little bit to this day yeah it's not, not uh, everyone can relate to that kind of way of working of you know of drinking yeah. and all that kind of stuff so yeah. yeah but I do think there is a lot of fear mm. um and even with the elections I've, I've been watching the elections this one in particular in the states very 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 closely mm. and I've I've I, been interested to see how they are using data to manipulate people's thinking on what people see and how it injects fear into yeah. people yeah, yeah and I kind of think in some respects it, it has got like that and as a as a preservation yeah black people probably don't share much Yep. because if you do you don't know what's going to happen with that data yeah and likewise non-black people don't know what to say and from writing my articles I was approached by so many white people that said as a result I'm going to talk to my black friends yeah or I didn't realize Lorna this you know you and I are of the same age and I didn't realize this is what you were going through yeah I'm quite surprised yeah Mm. you know and I think it's just generated a dialogue and that's all I really wanted (laughs) I didn't I don't I don't want to I don't want to be a superstar or anything like that I just wanted to highlight this is how it is for me yeah you maybe want to find out how it is for some of the people you work with I know it's it's kind of um, I always believe that change can happen through those kind of small conversations and 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 like you said you know you you put you put yourself out there um, with your thoughts and feelings. People responded positively. I'm hoping it was more positive than than anything. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, they did. But, yeah, but what was 
how did that make you feel when they kind of re responded back to you and said, you know, this has had a really good impact and now I'm inspired to continue the conversation? How did that make you feel? I genuinely the first one was surprised because I'm not mm -hmm. really a, a LinkedIn learning not LinkedIn learning a LinkedIn article I'm not a prolific yeah. article yeah, yeah. writer yeah. you know and I'm yeah. not one that looks for I'm not, I'm not saying glory is quite the right word but <laughs> I'm not I'm I'm, I'm I'm not that kind of person so yeah. I remember pressing the send of the publish button with trepidation yeah. I was thinking, <laughs> oh my god yeah uh you yeah. know there's some people on LinkedIn that are crazy that yeah. you know just find yeah. issue with yeah. everything and just want yeah. to create an argument but yeah you know there was only one comment I think that I was a bit puzzled by but mm -hmm that was just one out of over 300 I think yeah, yeah. Um, comments that came back yeah and I was truly touched and it really yeah. affected me for a long time yeah. because while number article one was quite easy to write article mm. two was more difficult because it was closer to to, to work today and it made me with everything that I've been talking about Black Lives Matter it really made me reflect on mm. Luna, what's going on here? <laughs> you know, and and things, and it made me start thinking. Why did that happen to you, Lorna? Was that because of your color, or yeah. was it? Yeah, yeah. Something, was something else going on, or yeah. you know, I, I kind of never wanted to think that things had happened to me because of my color. But you yeah. then started to think, mm, well, maybe it was. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I felt. I felt good mm. having done it. Mm -hmm. I felt it generated conversations with friends, with family. I've made mm. new friends as a result of it. Fantastic. So I think it was a good thing to do. Yeah. Um, and I'm glad that I've done it as hard as it is. But I'm finding the third one, it's in drafts, but I just, for some reason, I just can't commit it to type at the moment. But it's, oh, it's yeah? there. It's, it's, still it's, it's a work in progress. It's a work in progress. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. No, but again, to, to put your thoughts and feelings out on paper, you know, for everyone to see um, on such an emotive topic is 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 a huge thing to do. And similar to you, people, you know, wanted to talk to me and stuff, and they're not too sure how and what to say and how to approach it. Mm. Um, but like you say, sometimes it's the little things that can have the have the biggest impact, really. And, yeah. You know, like like you say, um, you know, generally we just want to kind of get along and you're always going to have the minority of people who 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 will say you know the wrong thing or will not really understand what the hell you're going on about but, um, yeah but yeah. I think we have to be careful about the wrong thing mm. okay mm. I, I really I really do think that we have to be careful because I think if we jump down people's throats for saying what is perceived as the wrong thing we're never yeah. going to move any further forward mm. and language Point. changes over time you know, mm. things that were acceptable in the 70s, 80s when I was young is certainly not acceptable now. Yeah. And, you know, this is how you know you're getting old when you're starting using terms and, <laughs> and the youngsters are saying, Auntie Lorna, you can't say that. What? Yeah. What do you mean I can't say that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, this will always happen over the passage of time. And yeah. I think if somebody, if something is said that, I mean, you can tell whether something is truly said in that it's meant to be offensive yeah. but sometimes people genuinely say things and they don't realize that the term that they are using mm. might cause offense mm. i'll give you the example when we did this diversity training 
in my last company, one of the exercises the facilitator used was about language. And she put on their cards and she had things like girl, woman, female. And then she'd have things like um, black, colored, Mm-hmm. Um, etc. These kind of words, and she put mm. them all out on a table, and she got everybody to determine, put them into different piles. Whether it was an acceptable word, yeah. whether it was a, a, a no, you should definitely not use that word, yeah. and another word where I haven't got, a, I'm not sure, I'm on the fence. I okay. think it's okay, but I'm not sure. Interesting. What happened? Yeah. And and it was <laughs> interesting. There were several things that happened. So with the with the um, race type of things certain cultures it was still okay to use the word colored yeah but in london that's a you know you yeah. just don't use yeah. that word so yeah. it was quite interesting even for me to see how in some cultures that was deemed acceptable so in africa yeah people were saying africa well no actually we use that word yeah okay yeah. then people yeah. in uk were thinking really yeah, <laughs> so yeah. i didn't realize that yeah um and then you know with the the black African, Black Caribbean, Afro Caribbean, blah, 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 blah. blah. There's so many of these terminology. And I can understand for a non Black person, I have the faintest idea how to. How do I refer to you? How do you? And and it's an individual thing. We live in an yeah. individual world. How yeah. I want to be addressed may be different to how somebody else wants to be addressed. And I think that is going to cause confusion. So I am a bit more. Like open to when somebody says something about me educating and say, all right, right, you know, you just said that word. Yeah, you can't. It for me, it doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't work. No, I, I think <laughs> I think you're you're so you're so right when you when you say that it's very much been ha- having a bit more tolerance, but not jumping down people's throats, but going, you know what, you know that that's not, you know, you need to look yeah. at a different word to say, or let me let me educate you and tell you a bit of history as to why that's yeah. not that's not the correct thing to say kind of thing yeah um, but yeah you're right the context is everything when it comes to words and mm. everything like that because yeah. what 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 happened in the 60s and 70s you can't say now and mm. the same may happen again in 30 40 years time so yeah very right you need to test it with people mm. you know because yeah. I, I know some black people who who prefer to be called colored yeah um which drives me mad but you know that that's their preference so you just have yeah. to run with it you know yeah know. and I think in today's world it is about tolerance yeah and, and we're probably not very tolerant mm. and we're seeing that globally mm. um this mm. lack of tolerance and you know even COVID is bringing out it's all about me I don't care about anybody else yeah, uh, yeah. 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 let the old, yeah. let the old people die why should yeah. I care about them yeah as long as I'm okay so there is that worrying trend if you like and but I do think and I don't know why because I'm sure you're going to ask me this question but (laughs) I think Black Lives Matter seems to have lasted longer than other when there's been other incidents in the past it's kind of flared up and then you know it doesn't yeah, happen until yeah. the next incident exactly. whereas I, I still I think this time and I don't know why if it's because it happened during Covid mm-hmm. um, if it's because of the mistrust in politics worldwide mm-hmm. uh, there's a number of different factors I think but mm-hmm. it there is still people talking about Black Lives Matter yeah so do you, um, do you think it's been compounded by obviously Covid because if this happened say this time last year would we still be talking about it in October 2019 kind of thing? I, think it's a dope, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. Yeah, I don't no, know. I mean, no. I live in South London mm. and I was driving somewhere and mm. I saw a group of people on the side protesting about Black Lives Matter. But the mm. interesting thing about it is they weren't black. Mm. So 
And I'm thinking, wow. Mm-hmm. I mean, if it wasn't for the fact I was driving, I would have gone back and taken a picture and engaged yeah. in conversation, but I, yeah. I, I, I couldn't manage that. Mm. And I would never have expected that. No, no. I would, I would not have expected it. Yeah, I know. It's been interesting because you've seen, because it speaks to diversity and inclusion, it speaks to the treatment of other people in a different way, in a negative way. Mm. And what's been really good to see from the protests that were happening, at the, you know, earlier in the year was that people are from a mix of backgrounds, you know, and it hurts and it hits people differently. Um, they may not be black, but they may be in a relationship with someone who's black and therefore, mm. you know, they, they really do feel it and understand it, but want to seek and understand more, but also yeah. stand up for what is right, you know? Yeah, uh, and, exactly. And that's, 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 a real, that's a real big thing. And do, do you think, um, given Black History Month has got, what, nine days to go at the time of recording, mm. um, do you think that Black History Month has become even more relevant because of BLM has, has continued for the last few months? What are your thoughts on that? You know what? I haven't really thought much about Black mm. History Month. Mm. I know that's really, mm. really weird. Um, mm. And I was just trying to think why, why that is. Mm. I mean, it happens every year, and I normally do something every year that, you know, celebrates that. So last year I went to see Angela Davis in conversation at the South mm. Bank, which was fantastic. Mm. Um, or I go to see something that's very, something theatre or visual or something that kind of brings it to life. Yeah. Uh, this year, um, not being able to go anywhere, I've not been able to do something yeah. in the same way. Um, but I've been doing a course, strangely enough, about nutrition that's aimed mm. at black people. Mm. Um, mm. And, and so it's really about understanding a bit more again about ourselves but I think I don't I don't know I I, I see it as different and I think probably Black Lives Matter has helped to elevate it mm. and this may be a very small sign of how things are different mm. but I walked mm. into my local town yeah went into Sainsbury's and the first thing I saw as I approached it was a great big round circle that says we support black history month and i've never seen that before no not no. not by a suit not by a major supermarket no agree and, yeah and it's interesting it's only yeah. a few months ago i was complaining amazing. that you know they were they were celebrating um oh gosh the, the lgbt community mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so there's big and i thought why is it they do that but they never do anything for <laughs> black yeah. people blah 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 i remember yeah. muttering about it and thinking yeah, i yeah. must i must email sainsbury's and say what's going on blah blah yeah. blah blah blah. Yeah, yeah. and then there it was yeah and i was yeah. thinking wow yeah i know is, i know they, they this... went all out they went all out i liked what they did i don't know if you saw it on social media they they put like a you know an image there by saying we support Black History Month. And yeah. I thought this would be interesting to see what what the responses were. Yeah. And there were people who got really triggered by the fact that they were observing and celebrating Black History Month. People, yeah. a lot of people didn't like it, but I know. the vast majority were. So yeah. the fact that a massive brand went 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 all out was was amazing. Yeah. I thought it was fantastic. And I yeah. thought, well, to me, that there's progress, maybe mm. baby steps, but there is some progress and people have said well it's just a supermarket I said yeah but how many people go into that supermarket and the fact Mm -hmm. that they're actually endorsing it Mm. is great and I've seen more this year I've seen you know Channel 4 doing their Black History Voices you know ITV are doing the same thing there's iPlayer Mm. there's a lot more than I recall seeing before in the past which I think it'd only be a good thing yeah yeah there, there is more there is more kind of content to digest is more out there mm. for us to, you know, to, to immerse ourselves in. Mm. Um, and I think you're right. And, and one thing that you mentioned earlier, um, which I thought would be good to kind of 
hear more hear more about your thoughts on you mentioned the kind of covid culture you know about about you know it's it's us not them kind of thing and there's an element of selfishness um have you has that always been here or is that something that you feel you know covid has amplified and where do you see you know, the culture evolving as we hopefully move out of this in the next oh I do, do you know I don't I don't, yeah. I, I don't I don't know that's yeah. that's such a big question yeah, and I, yeah. I, I, I and I don't know. I was mm. I was surprised. Put it this way, mm. I was surprised because mm. over the last few years we've had things that have celebrated the war and lest we never forget and all this kind of stuff and mm. and how you know the stories that people were keen to make us remember of how people rallied together when times were tough and blah yeah. blah 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 and we saw our we saw it through because we were so together as a community. Mm. And then I thought, well, with COVID, we're going to see that. And there was elements of that at the beginning in March. Yeah. I think when we thought that it was this 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 virus, this evil thing, <laughs> um, you know, we I did see an element of communities. You know, there's a community spirit. People checking in on next yeah. door neighbours, making sure they're okay, yeah, getting was, their yeah. shopping. Yeah. You know, I was involved in making scrubs for the NHS, so people Ooh. were getting their sewing machines out and yeah. in their little rooms making scrubs and caps and masks and all that kind of thing for the NHS. And there was a real sense of togetherness. Mm. And you had the people coming out every Thursday and clapping for the NHS and all the rest of it. Mm. But for some reason, and I don't know why, I think there's a number of reasons, but as it has, has gone on the COVID, yeah. people seem to have lost that spirit. Mm. And it, I can understand to a degree because it's hit with the economic situation and you know i think there's a feeling that those are making the decisions it doesn't affect them they will mm -hmm. still have their jobs they still have their homes they still got their wealth mm -hmm. and the people that it is vastly affecting yeah um can don't have those choices mm. um they still have to feed their families yeah. and what you are seeing is survival of the fittest mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. what are you prepared to do in order mm -hmm. to look after your family and mm -hmm. that was very much what it was like for the 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 likes of my parents that came to this country back in the 60s mm -hmm. and faced with something that they weren't expecting they yeah. did what they had to do to protect yeah. their children yeah so i can see you know yeah, yeah. strong parallels. synergies and parallels yeah. to yeah. back in those days yeah and you're also seeing people being very protective and, mm -hmm. and understandably so yeah. but that sense of we're all in it together is, mm -hmm. is slowly disappearing yeah. and it's very much well I want this and I want that and you're not allowing me to do this and da 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 but mm -hmm. I can understand that it's a complex situation because of the economic climate and I'm I'm very fortunate I have a job mm -hmm. I can work from home um my my family are, are healthy mm -hmm. you know yeah but if you're not in that situation yeah do you care about anybody else? Yeah, no, that's a very good. And unfortunately, the black community are worse affected because they tend to live in mm -hmm. yep. areas where they don't have resources. They work in occupations where they can't work from home. Mm -hmm. Their socioeconomic situation isn't as, as strong. Mm -hmm. um, and if anything, it's highlighted the need that we've got to get black people more um, prosperous. Yeah. And you know, with learning development, and it's something I'm thinking about with my third article, mm. if what COVID has done, it, it has highlighted the haves and the have-nots. Yeah. And learning will be 
something that the haves can have more of than the have-nots. I see what you mean. And, and one of the one of the adverts that really got me annoyed towards the beginning of COVID was the Microsoft Teams advert, strangely enough. And I was again, I was on the verge of writing to them and saying, look, you can't be doing this. Um, and strangely enough, they've stopped doing their adverts. They must be reading my mind. I don't know what's strange going thing, on. That strange thing. <laughs> but the advert, every single one was all white people yeah. on a, a laptop. And I was mm -hmm. thinking, you know, in this day and age, if you've yeah. got three children, how many families can afford three laptops for their children yeah. to do their education? <laughs> yeah, not many. <laughs> not yeah, not, not many. Reading the room, is it? It's not reading the yeah. room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even people who work don't have three laptops. Damn right. You no, know, no. Yeah, yeah. my sister is a teacher and she was struggling to get the necessary equipment to do online teaching. Oh, so, yeah, yeah. you know, there is this element where I think we do need to, we forget sometimes. Yeah. And we yeah. just, we don't. And I and I am prepared to to ride it out a little bit to protect mm. everybody, um, because I think that's the better result. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It's it's kind of looking after looking after number one with the view mm. to then looking after others around yeah. you, um, and widening the circle. You know, mm. for those at work and those you know that you can help and support. Mm. But you're right. There are there is there could be you know a widening of those that have and those that have not. Mm. Um, and I think we can only support look out for each other i think mm. is, is the kind of key part um yeah I'm, I'm hearing a lot more in the learning space around you know being compassionate being more mindful um you know you know resilience and, and the kind of well-being mm. side of things and i can only see that being more prevalent not just within the learning community mm. but just in life in general um yeah. I think, you know people are really going to be having to be more compassionate having to be more tolerant um, from those kind of yeah. things as well, uh, which, which is most definitely, yeah, definitely, oh, yeah. definitely. And I think um, you mentioned that you're in you're in learning, but we won't talk about your job because I imagine you've you've done enough of that. But <laughs> but um, what what are the things that you're passionate about? What what kind of gets you up in the morning, driven to you know attack the day? What what gets Lorna going? <laughs> what gets Lorna going? Uh... <laughs> yeah, what's well, what drives you? It's, it's... What drives me? I think I'm very much, I think I was telling you earlier on about some of my hobbies. Mm. And if you think mm. about any of my hobbies, my hobbies are Go all about making things. Yeah. So tell us more. What drop? Well, so I was showing you earlier that mm. I love sewing and mm. that came from that inspiration came from my aunt who was a seamstress. Yeah. So I've been sewing since I was about six or seven, I suppose. Mm. Um I, I love cooking I do cake decorating as well etc etc so all of my hobbies seem to stem around I have this something a raw ingredient or a piece of fabric and I make it into something else and for me that is that has driven even my learning development career without me really realizing it I think even writing the articles kind of pinpointed that to me that yeah. for me it's about a shift mm. and it's about Learning is about you shift from being from one place to another place. And it doesn't have to be a massive shift. It can be a very small shift, but it's about a shift. Mm -hmm. And I suppose what drives me is helping people to develop and grow how in whatever best way works for them mm -hmm. um, and helping to facilitate that. I can't make people learn. Mm -hmm. You know, people, it, it's an it's a, <laughs> it's a individual thing learning mm. I, I i can't do that mm. i'd like to hope that i can inspire people because i think i've tried to learn something new all the time since Ooh. from way 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 back yeah but you know 
I'm sitting in my sewing room now, <laughs> which is which is a bit of a at the moment. My oh yeah, the handbags is, are a dead giveaway. But yeah, yeah my, my husband <laughs> is horrified by yeah. my room. Yeah. Um, but it's 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 not a huge room. I'd love a, a bigger room. But having said that, it's got things around me that I've made, mm. and something I've said that is kind of maybe going off a, a little bit of a tangent mm. to what you said about what gets me up in the morning, mm. but one of the reasons I am very passionate about my hobbies is a because I like to make things and I like to see the, mm. the fruits of my labor mm -hmm. sometimes it's difficult with learning development to do that but I it gives mm. me something mm. that I can use my hands and I, I can actually see the results but I mm. am a huge advocate of everybody having a hobby and I don't yeah. care what that hobby is whether yeah. it's you know if we go to stereotypical clamp uh, stamp collection yes <laughs> or fishing or you know people think yeah. oh my god really yeah um yeah. I, I don't really care what that hobby is mm. it's great if everybody has a hobby because mm. it is that natural learning mindset that you have with whatever mm. hobby that you have mm. and the the key skill that I think every organization needs today is people who can test fail and learn mm. and if you have a hobby you naturally do that yeah. so you know you see a handbag behind me and you think, oh, that's brilliant. You made that. But you yeah. don't know the process <laughs> I went through. Yeah. You know, it, it yeah. was like, yeah, I've, I've made it before with a different fabric. It didn't work. So yeah. I've tried it with this fabric. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or I thought I'd be clever and try and shortcut. That didn't work. Yeah. You need yeah. to do it yeah. this way. So within this, you're always learning yeah. and testing your mind. And mm. there's, there's so many different ways of doing it. Same yeah. like Microsoft. You know, there's so many different ways that you can do something on Microsoft yeah. that you nuts sometimes. Yeah. There's so many different ways that you can do things. And I think yeah. that has helped me yeah. to have a, a mind that keeps active. And I'm thinking, well, how can I use that in my work? Yeah. And how can I, what I've learned from that, how can I apply that to what yeah. I'm doing on yeah. a day-to-day -day basis? Yeah. And I think that's what drives me a little bit. And then, you know, just seeing other people developing their own test, fail and learn mechanism, mm. whatever that might be. Love it, love it. Test, fail, and learn. It, well, it's it's yeah. so true. Be, being prepared to fail, um, and being and you know understanding that failure can happen is a huge part yeah. of the learning journey. And you're right. People will see the the finished article and go, "My God, wow, that's amazing!" But you think, you know, yeah. you know, I've I've tried and failed <laughs> several times. You've not seen the, the yeah. tough nights where nothing will work and all yeah. that kind of stuff. So yeah, I think I think there's a there's an underappreciation of of the hard graft and the you know not being afraid to fail kind of kind of comes. Yeah. But it's the same. I mean, I know you're a sports fan, but if yeah. you think about, you know, the top sports people, Roger Federer or Tiger yeah. Woods or whatever it is, you see them being an excellent golfer or a tennis player or whatever yeah. the case may be. Yeah. But there were years of sweat oh, that yeah. went into that. Yeah. Years. And yeah. you don't see that. But yeah. they've, they've test failed and learned a lot to yeah. get to where they've got to. 100%. And yeah. I think... You know, I the day I stop learning is a day that I'm not looking forward to. Nah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I mean, you've completed to. life, but yeah, that, yeah. That, that would be a long time for hopefully all of us anyway. But no, I think yeah. I think that's such a nice way to to perhaps end things because I think you know, not being afraid to fail, you know, test, fail, yeah. and learn is yeah. something that I think we can all do, no matter how big or small, with the things we're looking at, really. So, so Lorna, thank you so much for You're sharing welcome. your story. I enjoyed the conversation. Thoughts. Yeah, and that's been a good chit chat, hasn't it? Uh, yeah. I'm sure we'll find time for another one. Last question, yeah. actually. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> last, last question. I always find it a bit controversial, 
Um, are you a biscuit or cake person? Oh, that's a horrible, horrible, <laughs> horrible question to end on. Or, or do, you have, think... do you have a favourite biscuit? Do you have a favourite biscuit that you go to? No, I think it has to be cake. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think it has to be cake. Um, yeah. I, I didn't mention I turned I went vegan in January this year. Um, and so I need to I need to perfect a yeah. Caribbean vegan fruit rum cake. OK, because Good. before I was vegan, I, I'm telling you now, I made yeah. one hell of a. A, a, a wicked okay, Caribbean yeah. On point, rum yeah. soaked fruit nice, cake. Nice. I won a competition with it. Just saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did. Okay. Yeah, at right, the Jamaican embassy, skills. the Jamaican embassy ran a competition. Okay. I entered it and I won it. Yeah, you did know that, did you? I did not know that. Wow. Yeah. Okay, Lord. yeah so All I did. Right. So right. I did. So That's I do cool. do a wicked cake, but yeah. I haven't developed a vegan version of it yet. All and right. I have to say. I love my Christmas cake. Yeah, yeah, so. Christmas cake. Okay, yeah. Now, it's, I used to be a throwaway of vegan cakes, but but yeah, I've seen some amazing ones put together, and yeah, I'm. Mm. I've got to say, I'm. I've been converted a little bit, but not too much. But, not uh, too but much. No. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Now, still, but my yeah, I'm, I'm, a, I'm more of a biscuit fan. Custard creams is the only biscuit, and that's it. It's yeah, controversial, I know, but you know, that's me done. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like that ending great stuff like lovely thank ending. you Lorna much appreciated you're appreciate welcome it. really thank enjoyed you. that I hope that was helpful